Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin. And Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're here with Leslie Ann Morris, the owner of Smoky Mountain Investing, here to talk about uh, creating truly passive income with short term rentals. We think she's got a, a really neat twist to it that a lot of you guys are going to like. So you're going to want to pay attention and um, check this whole thing out. Yeah, happy Friday, sir. Hey, happy Friday. And ma'am, I mean, it's good to have you here, Leslie Ann. Kind of feed us into what got you into short term rentals. And <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. I was a commercial banker for 23 years. I covered accounts like SpaceX for U.S. Bank. And then I just got sick of trading my time for money. I didn't feel fulfilled at some point in that journey. And so I turned to real estate investing. I kind of always had it in the back of my mind because I had clients that built sizable real estate portfolios in the several years that I was their banker. And so I just jumped in and did the same. I took money out of a retirement account. I paid tax penalties on the withdrawal since I shouldn't have taken it because I'm not 55 and a half. <laughs> and the rest is history. I built about a $7 million portfolio in just three years, left my job and banking behind. And I created Josh's Cabins and a company called Invest in the Smoky Mountains. And we help out-of-state investors invest passively in short-term rentals. That's the, that's the short story. <laughs> yeah. I, want, I think what uh, I want everyone knows those are like cabin rentals, right? Because like a lot of the yeah. people in that are listening to us, they do rural vacant land, which is, you know, prime for cabins and whatnot, buy cabins or put cabins on it and make short term rental income. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so how does somebody get started in this with you? Yeah. Somebody can come to me that has money. They can have IRA money. They could have cash, whatever. And it's, I'm essentially an agent. So I'm helping them do my process that I did in three years to build a portfolio and scale it. So they're going to buy a property. They're going to have the name, their own name or their own LLC on the deed. And then I also own the property management company, Josh's Cabins, and we can manage that rental if they live out of state. So they don't need to learn all this stuff about Airbnb and what to expect um, since they're out of state. So that's kind of the system I've created in the Smoky Mountains. Gotcha. Do you live anywhere near where you're doing this stuff? Yep. I'm in Tennessee. I'm splitting time between the Smoky Mountains and Nashville. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Nashville is a, a cool town. Smoky Mountains has got a lot of driver traffic going into. What part of the Smoky Mountains are you actually in? What what city there? Yeah, we're in Sevierville, Townsend, Pigeon Forge, and Gatlinburg. So it's a, oh, wow. it's a relatively small area, those four cities. Okay. So how many clients do you have right now that are that are using your services as a as a property manager and uh, managing the Airbnb? Um, we have about 22 that we're managing. Um, this is all very new. I just quit my job in banking in September 2022. Um, and I've been doing this since 2019. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I when I picture this, I imagine like we just came back not too recently from Broken Bow, Oklahoma. You know, these are luxury cabins, you know, and there's like yeah. such a hot market for it. People want to go to these towns and, um, you know, they think at least in Broken Bow, I'm, I've never been to Smoky Mountains, but like people are running, lining up to rent these things left and right. Yeah. Very similar. Um, it's the top vacation market in the United States. The national park, the great Smoky Mountains national park gets anywhere from 12 to 14 million visitors a year. We eclipse Grand Canyon times three every year. Wow. So, and it's highly drivable. So we get, you know, if you look at Tennessee, Eastern Tennessee, specifically on a map, 
we're very centrally located and it's within driving distance of like 60 to 70% of the United States population. So a lot of people drive in and it's a year round market. Okay. Well, I, I'm kind of thrown off because we, we, I had a different interpretation of what you actually did coming into it. So thank you for sharing that. Hey, we're not buying cheap rural land somewhere. We're, we're in a high vacation market because now I'm having to yeah. reframe the questions in my head. Mm-hmm. Could you take this <laughs> and scale it to other vacation markets? Like Adam mentioned Broken Bow, which is a, which is a rural, I say rural, but it's a, it's a hot commodity for luxury cabins and, and people to go mm-hmm. a, a drivable destination out of a major metro area. So I guess my question is probably twofold. Would it be scalable? And is there like a certain... Uh, market that you look for certain attributes? Is it two to three hours out of a major metro? You said the radius of Eastern Tennessee. Like, What would drive that market for somebody to be looking for this? Um, well, that was a very loaded question. I'm not sure yeah. exactly what you're asking me, but I mean, I chose Smoky Mountains based on the high occupancy rate. Okay. So my worry would was when I started that, you know, maybe it's not going to work out. I wanted to be able to afford the mortgage. So I picked I a place where occupancy was high. So instead of like, you know, I don't know Broken Bow. I don't know that market, but like okay. I owned in Florida too, and that's very seasonal. So six months out of the year, you're coming out of pocket with the mortgage payment, wow. which can be quite scary for some investors if they're kind of all in on real estate. Yeah. So, you know, people come to me that hear about the Smoky Mountains, or maybe they've visited there before, or they see me on a podcast or something and they want to learn more about it. I do a free 15 minute call just to see where they're at and and if it's the right market for them. And Nine times out of 10, it is. I mean, it's a fun place. The quality of guests that we get, they're coming to have amazing family vacations. They're not looking to party at the beach. You know, it's quite Mm -hmm. different, but it's fun. It's very fun. And so if someone wants to work with you, like what does that interaction look like? Yeah. I mean, they typically, they come in through my website. It's investinthesmokymountains.com. Very easily. You can Google that up um, and they schedule a free consultation. And then we kind of just talk about where they're at. You know, what's their portfolio look like today? What sort of investment vehicles do they have? Are they pre-approved? Do they have cash? I mean, somebody can come in totally new, never have done any real estate investing and I'm coaching and and teaching them on how to do it. I share lender, local lender contacts. Um, And then as, since I was a banker for 23 years, I know the credit underwriting, like the back of my hand. So I teach classes on it and just help people have peace of mind that they're going to buy something that's actually going to make money and not just, you know, they could call any agent in the smoky mountains and say, Hey, help me buy a piece of land or property or cabin, what have you. But a lot of those agents are not investors. They don't know underwriting. They're just going to sell you what looks pretty. Wow. So, so I love that. So I, sorry to, to jump in there on you. So what I'm hearing, and it, stop me if I'm wrong, is that I could be just a high net worth individual or somebody that has the means to buy a second, a second home as a vacation. Yes. I could come to you and you could walk me through the financing, the management of it as a second home for other, like an Airbnb, and uh, so what what makes a good deal for you then? If, if I came to you as a newbie, what, what should I say or what should I be looking for? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, we've had a lot of change in the last three years. So what would have rented three years ago, you could buy it for like a quarter of a million dollars, $300,000. Now that's about doubled. Oh, wow. So the budget really needs to look like an all in budget needs to look like half a million or higher. And, and what I recommend people buy is something that's going to be rented most of the time. So something that's special. It's not just a cabin in the forest. It's, you know, maybe has a mountain view or it's on a creek or river or whatever. Um, something that's going to stand out in photos and something that has 
either has the ability to add or already has like a hot tub, a pool table, like the amenities that most people are searching for when they book. Like you, you have to come see the area. It's amazing. Like there's just cabins everywhere. And when we don't compete with hotels, people are actually coming to stay in cabins and they want hot tubs, pool tables, mountain <laughs> views. So you're, you're almost guaranteed to get something that's going to be a winner. Nice. And do, when you're talking to people, do you recommend purchasing an existing home and maybe you can add this stuff to, or have you had, ever had anyone build? Yeah, I'm building right now. Personally, I don't recommend it. Um, <laughs> it's not a good County to build in. Uh, it's okay. takes a long time and there's a lot of like cost and, and time overruns. I can dive more into that, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, most of these are going to come turnkey. So if you're looking specifically to get a project that's going to provide you with cash flow, you're not flipping land, you're going to buy and hold the property. Mm-hmm. So you're going to buy something that's already got furniture, it's already got dishes, it probably already has the hot tub and pool table. Wow. I have bought someone else's like second vacation home where they weren't renting it and they've taken all their things and I've had to furnish from scratch, but that's pretty rare. Okay. So what yeah. we've seen with uh previous Airbnb guests, they do with the, like an Airbnb arbitrage. Is that something you take on um, as well? Where like, if we bought it and you just completely ran it and we stepped out and it was like a, a lease rate that we were guaranteed a, a rental every month. No, we don't play in the arbitrage space. That okay. business model doesn't work in the Smoky mountains because the people that own the cabins have uh-huh. owned them for a long time and they already make a ton of money. So there's no, okay. Okay. Awesome. In that. Yeah. Do you help out with the management side of it? Cause I gotta imagine like if I bought something in Smoky mountains, in, in Texas, I wouldn't really know what to do. And like, for me, the first thing I think of is like, well, how do I even line up cleaners and do all this other stuff? Yeah. Yeah, totally. We are a full service property management company. So we do everything like you can hand the key and we're doing all of it. You just have to pay your tax, insurance, mortgage, utilities. You know, you're going to set okay. up utilities in your name. But other than that, we do everything in between guests. We clean, make sure that it's ready for the next day. And then if something goes awry, you know, we had an issue with a hot tub leaking at one of the properties recently. And so we step in and we bring in maintenance to fix those kinds of things. So in a lot of cases, you don't even hear about little issues. It just gets uh, handled quickly. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I, I love the I love the idea of it. And I love how, how easy you've made it. You've solved the problem of somebody from out of state or somebody from across the country wanting to do this and be involved in it. But I, my mind goes back to like, you brought a broken boat. How many markets are like that inside the United States that have something similar to what you have there? Maybe it doesn't have quite as the demand because Pigeon Forge or the Smoky Mountains and how scalable is that for you? It, it, could you go nationwide or have you ever thought about going into expanding into other markets? Yeah, I'm just started a property management company in the Rocky Mountains um, okay. because I have a, a business partner there that's heavily into property management. Um, so I am looking to start building a personal portfolio there as well, just to test. Um, okay, I nice. have tested other markets. I tested Florida, I tested Alabama, and I just didn't like the quality of guests and the amount of um, occupancy. So okay. I did sell those. I got out of those markets and just kind of went all in in the Smokies. And that's the other thing that I coach on is like, if you've got this system mm-hmm. where you've got your team, you, you're learning the market, it's successful. Why not just 10x? just hundred X, just keep, you know, plunking properties, cabins <laughs> into, into your system. So that's kind yeah. of what I'm doing personally. No, I love that. How big of a yeah. uh, worry is competition? Like everyone getting into it and, and overdoing it. And how do you stand out from mm-hmm. that to make sure that you are occupied? Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. That's a huge, I mean, that's, everybody asks me, what about saturation right now and this and that? And that, sure, we have more rentals than we did a few years ago. And that's just the nature of life. Everybody's building, it's getting bigger. Um, we did have a fire go through about a year ago and burn down 300. So that chopped, chopped 300 away. It was a sad day. Wow. But you um, didn't lose anything, did you? Out of the 300? I didn't, but yeah, I had six that were evacuated. Um, wow. it was, it was very tragic, but yeah, I got very lucky. Nothing happened there, but yeah, we just stand out by making sure that we have all the amenities. Um, I just did a remodel on one of the properties that I own. It was kind of just a dusty old, like wasn't even really a cabin. It was like a house and it rented fine, but it was at a very low rate per night. So we did a Dolly Parton theme and we oh, did pink kitchen, pink bathroom. You know, it's, it's like, it's over the top. So we try to do those sorts of things to stand out. And then we do a lot of marketing, marketing, because you have to think about this business from a standpoint of like travelers are making an online shopping purchase mm -hmm. when they book. So, you know, we're doing very high quality professional photographs. We're doing Google ads. We're doing social media campaigns. We're partnering with other brands in the area, like Old Smokey, the moonshine brand, and like sharing nice. each other's stories on Instagram, TikTok, same thing. Just wow. trying to put us, put us out there all over, all over the internet. <laughs> so, so you mentioned the Dolly Parton themed one. How many other themed uh, cabins do you have? Um, I have my first three that I bought are like colored themes. Okay. So like one is blue, one is green, one is red. And then they have names that kind of tie to the colors. Okay. And then I have one that's a whiskey theme. It's called oh, Whiskey nice. Whispers Lodge. There's like okay. whiskey barrels and paraphernalia. There's a mini bar area with a fridge. Um, and then I have like all of them have different, very unique names. And I have one called Mid Midnight Ridge Lodge and it's on a mountain ridge area and it's a black cabin. It's like stained black. Oh, wow. So it very much stands out. Wow. Which one is your favorite one? If you were like, the, if you had to go show us one cabin that so we go look at your website, we're going to tell our guys, you, you'll give us a website at the end. We want to go look at it. Tell us like the creme de la yeah. creme for, for Leslie Ann's uh, passion here. Yeah. Azure Heights Lodge. It's the first Azure. cabin I ever bought. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my ashes scattered there when I die. Really? <laughs> if you'll awesome. see it, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's okay. got this panoramic view and it's just beautiful. Wow. It's a special place. Any crazy stories jump out immediately? Have you ever had like a rock star come take the place over or anything just stand <laughs> out? Um, we hosted a make a wish kid. That was oh, cool. that's awesome. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then we have black bears. The area gets bear mm -hmm. activity nonstop. And I, we had a guest one time, this cabin has a law, like you, you park and then you have to go down the staircase and then the cabin sits down here. Mm -hmm. And so we see, you know, all of them have surveillance watching the driveway. There's no cameras inside, but we do watch who comes and goes. And they left the window down on their truck and oh, no. a bear climbed into the back seat of their truck. And oh, it no. was, it was early in the journey to where I only owned a few. And so I would look when the camera would pop up, I'd actually look now. I'm like, I don't have time to do that. But I was texting one of my employees and I'm like, you need to let them know there's a bear in their car because they're coming back to get their luggage. And so it was quite funny. They got really startled and then the bear took off, you know, it was a cub. So it like took off and ran away, but that happens quite a lot. Um, bears do, do funny things. <laughs> and if there's a cub, then there's probably a mama bear pretty close. Yes. Right? 
yeah. yeah. <laughs> Run. Yeah. 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 Um, Do you have like something up like uh, inside the cabin? Hey, mama bear yes. may, may come knocking. Oh, Do not man. feed the bears because <laughs> I bought a cabin. Yeah. I have one where you can tell they fed the bears. So oh, for man. like two, the first two years I owned it, the bears would just like come right up onto the porch and be looking in the like, it was like a sliding glass door, I think. And the bear would just be on the other side of the window and guests would be texting us photos and they were on the inside. And they're like, what does this bear want? <laughs> like, don't give it anything. <laughs> They'll come I back. mean, I, I don't know if that's quite a problem. Like I'm seeing that's dollar signs. They have like the wolf retreat oh, you can yeah. do in like Montana. You could do a bear retreat, have like this glass cage room and you could feed the bears and they come up and you charge extra for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> guests are... Yeah, guests love seeing bears. They specifically come to see the bears. Um, they are really sad if they don't see one, and then they're really excited if they do, and it makes for a great review. Oh, my. yeah. I don't know if I want would want them feeding them though. Like yeah. I don't because no, then they, just they are never not leave. allowed to feed them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like we, the park yeah. rangers have had to euthanize bears. They become aggressive after they get fed. So oh, wow. It, okay. It, it can turn into a really poor situation very fast. So you never want yeah. to feed wildlife ever. It seems cool, but it's not a good idea. Yeah. No, we say that jokingly. We, when we, we did a, f- a family group trip to Broken Bow and Sasquatch is a big thing there. They have a festival every year where oh, Sasquatch, yeah. they, everybody goes and looks for it. So there was actually a service that people provided where they would come serve donuts dressed as Sasquatch to your kids. <laughs> So you could do that and they would take pictures of you scaring the kids with donuts and Sasquatch being there. And you could pick whether it was the husband and wife Sasquatch or what. So I, in my head, I'm thinking, man, there's perfect add on stuff for a vacation place, like deliver donuts with a bear costume on or something like that. So I just, it just, my mind's going crazy now because I, that what your services you provide, you provide an experience, an immersive experience for them. They want to see bears or they want to have this story to tell the kids get that little fear, giggle or laugh or play pool with their mom and dad or whatever that may be sit in the hot tub late next to a fire, whatever that is, but adding to that experience for them. So it's awesome. Leslie, and it's, it's beautiful. I'm glad yeah. you found that niche cause it's, and shared it with us today. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's, a, it's a fun, like I found my passion in life. It's, it's definitely very fun and it's weird for me because I deal with, you know, I'm targeting people that want to buy cabins and then I'm targeting yeah. travelers that want to book cabins. And so it's an interesting marketing marketing world I live in. <laughs> cool. Any, yeah. any, any other things you'd like to throw out there? Any websites, socials, anything you want people to check you out on? Yeah. Yeah. If you're interested in learning more, um, I'm pretty active on Instagram and the handle is at Leslie.Ann with an E dot Morris. And then if you're interested in my journey um, and everything else I'm doing, my personal website is LeslieAnn with an E Morris.com. And from there you can jump out to all my different websites that I have. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I mean, thank you for coming on and sharing your, your story with us. Uh, I kind of curious of what it takes to get into one of these. I know uh, the accountants have been telling Adam to buy rentals every year. So this may be a perfect opportunity for him to get a tax advantage or tax saving and having somebody run it. You just yeah. go visit. Yes. Great. Buying if you understand deal underwriting metrics, because when interest rates doubled and prices doubled, all the typical investors fell out and they were yep. like, eh, they can't get over the, the past, but we're never going back to the past. So you need to put your mindset into the current state of where we're at and mm-hmm. then just do your underwriting, you know, conservatively, but realistically. And as long as the numbers work, I, I take down deals. I, I'm buying, you know, I'm making like 
20% cash on cash for most of the stuff I'm buying. So I'll buy a cabin and I'm expecting to net 45 grand a year. That's a, that's about nice. what my metrics have been. It's awesome. So, nice. It's awesome. Totally doable. I was doable ask to that earlier in a conversation, but at what, you, yeah. what you thought your cash on cash was, but I, I didn't get it out. So thank you for sharing that right at the end there. I appreciate you. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, thanks for having me. Absolutely guys. Uh, absolutely. Well, um, get out there and check her out guys. Obviously she's got some really cool stuff. Um, you heard her on Instagram and everything else. So, um, go check that out. And then as always do us a favor, go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, give us a like of all subscribe and then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening, like review and subscribe. So appreciate it. Love you. See you next Friday. See you guys.